You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. We're, I don't know how many we are in because we're sort of randomizing the order and I'm pre-recording a few of them. So I don't know if this is going to be like the seventh podcast or the 17th. But um, anyway, this is uh, uh, a recurring guest, a throwback guest. We're talking about the Dallas Cowboys today. It's fun to pretend like the people don't know who's on the podcast when it's in the title of every episode. Like there's never been a surprise in podcast history, I don't think. Um, but anyway, we got Jordan Parhar back for the Second, fifth? I don't know. How many times have you been on the show? Uh, I think the first one I did, Akiva, was back in 2015. So if we, I might have missed one at some point. So I'm going to say, mm-hmm. I think fifth. Fifth is a, I think that's a, a solid estimate. Yeah. Well, with the, we, last year we didn't do any guests uh, for some okay. reason. And then maybe one year we, we also didn't, we only did like, one year we did divisions. That was Alex's brilliant idea. We did eight records, but it was all four guests from each division. Like, it was like, all right, the AFC East on tonight. And it was just four guests, like, being mean to each other and, like, yelling at it. Especially, like, the NFC – like, the divisions that hate each other, like the <laughs> NFC South. Oh, the yeah. AFC South, there's not, there's not a lot of bad blood, you know? No. That's awesome, man. I actually uh, kind of like that. I kind of like that idea, although I imagine it's maybe it's bad for, for podcasting. podcasting. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, it was yeah. terrible. The, I don't think any of them were <laughs> listenable. They were all really bad. <laughs> We, we, yeah, we've really tried something different every year. So, Jordan, uh, I guess, like, we could start. What, what, what have you been up to? I, I do feel like you have removed yourself from social media, it seems like. Yeah, no, I, um, my, my uh, New Year's resolution for this year was to just cut down the social media use. So I disabled my Instagram. Like, I still have my Twitter in case I want to go back to it, but uh, not, not on Twitter uh i still have you know it, it pains me like i'm not a zuckerberg fan but i'm still uh, on facebook just for messaging purposes and family and you know stuff like that but i don't really post or anything so yeah no i off of off of social media it's actually been very refreshing especially with um the craziness that has been 2020 uh i just started my first teaching job last year uh which was uh really exciting so uh, right now it's uh, summer vacation, so I've just been uh, relaxing, enjoying the outdoors, spending time with friends and family as uh, as much as I can with uh, with what's going on in the world these days. So um, yeah, it's it's it, life is good, man. Things uh, things have never been better for me. I do think you left social media at a pretty good time, if you think about it. I was I, yeah, I know I, I noticed <laughs> the other day. It's like oh, he hasn't tweeted in two years. I you, you I believe you don't podcast anymore about fantasy football, right? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, like we were doing a fantasy podcast. Uh, the, uh, my buddy from journalism school and I, we we did one. We'll do one maybe like every year, but not very often. Like we love the draft. We did one for the draft this year, but that's pretty much defunct. It's I, I don't really podcast anymore. So um, yeah, you no, walked I just, away. You walked away from it all. Uh, yeah, I pretty much walked away from it all, man. It's, it's do you ever been, miss it uh, or no? Um, no, not really. I mean, there are some times like maybe like, for example, like I, I, I still watch reality TV and, you know, thinking about the survivor season that was on was awesome. And I was thinking, Oh, it'd be fun to podcast about it. Or, um, this big brother season, I actually, this first time in years I started watching it again. So little, little moments like that. But then when I take a step back to think about all of the time, energy and things that, you know, go, go into being, having a successful podcast, it's a lot of work. So, um, yeah, no, in, in that sense, I don't really miss that part of it. So, no, I, I'm, I'm content, man. I'm, I'm happy with where things are. Yeah, that's good. I feel like you're going the opposite direction from Chester, who's not here for this episode, because uh, he had never seen Survivor or even thought about it uh, since it, you know, started airing. Maybe you watched season one. Right. Uh, and, and it was just this weird thing where he was like in this universe, in Rob's universe, but had never watched a reality TV show in his life. And then during quarantine uh we we like tricked we said like all right let's do a podcast and we'd been suggesting this for years let's do a podcast where like we try and get through one season of survivor and uh and it was we we tried rob season survivor amazon and he's like oh you know you're friends with rob you know i'm like you'll enjoy it and uh we created a monster and so now he is about to finish season 40 he didn't go wow. in order but he's watched every single season he has <laughs> rankings he's like a crazy i mean unfortunately he's probably never going to be survivor again or not for a long time but like no, uh, he's you know he we created a, a true. I, he has not gotten into Big Brother yet. I do think if he does, all bets are off. I think he'll be watching the live feeds. He won't have a family anymore. It'll get very ugly. <laughs> oh man, oh man. Well, uh, yeah. No, I think I feel like that's a Survivor's a good one because yeah, you don't want to, especially you know, with Chester having his fourth son there, you don't want to have him into Big Brother. That's a that's a whole other can of worms. So um, good for him. I think that's that's so cool that he jumped into it. I feel like so many people in quarantine are finding these new passions and things that, um, you know, maybe they, they didn't realize they liked to do before. Like for me, I just started playing tennis all the time. So now oh, like that's exciting. tennis. Yeah, it's, it's been really fun. So I've been playing a lot with my dad, which has been great. I'm, I'm still really bad at it, but I love it. It's very fun. I don't want to brag, but I was on my high school tennis team, the Rambam Lovers. Wow. Wow. Impressive, Akiva. <laughs> yeah, it was an unofficial team name, the Lovers, because, you know, it's a funny tennis name, but it was also like an Orthodox school that was pretty no-nonsense with stuff like that. Oh, that's um, cool. I like that. So we, we, we like, that was on our, our, like, uniform, but we could only, um, get, like, get our clothing outside of the school. We'd go into, like, the captain's car. Say hi to him. No, you can't say hi to him. <laughs> go, go to sleep. All right, it's Jordan. Say hi to Jordan. He can't hear you. Hi, Jordan. Hi. Michael Jordan. Jordan. Do you know Michael Jordan from Space Jam? Yes. That's him. You're such a liar. I was a liar. Hey, speak nicely. Really? All right, goodbye. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's not for real Michael Jordan from Space Jam. It's Bugs Bunny. That is, that is amazing. No, All right, go to sleep. Go to sleep. Yeah. Who is it? It's Jordan Parhar. Do you remember Big Brother Canada 4? No. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who is it? Yeah, it's Jordan, it's Jordan Parhar. It, okay, why you think that's too big of a celebrity for 32 fans yeah yeah should we put this as a on the on the patreon because maybe it'll will you know people will sign up if they oh jordan parr i haven't heard from him in like two years is that what we should do 
You know, there's a football show, Noam. You're wearing a Jets shirt. That's exciting. And tell everyone your favorite baseball team, the New York. Who, who's your? The Mets. Oh, that's the worst. That's not the worst team. That's the best team. That's all right, go to go to your Amazing. sister. No. Yeah. All right. So yeah, let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys for a second here. Um, let's do I, it. I do think that it's one of the more interesting teams to talk about because it feels like I, I know you know Dak will be there for a long time, but for to me this feels like this is the year. Like this, the window is this year. Does it feel that way to you, or do you think they, the window is is open ended? Like there's multiple yeah. years where they could be Super Bowl contender. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely see what you're saying, Akiva. I, I think for sure, I mean, um, especially with the whole DAC situation, um, there's only been, uh, I believe from my understanding, there's only been two quarterbacks in the NFL history that have been franchise tagged twice. One was Kirk Cousins, yeah. who ended up leaving, and the other was Drew Brees, who ended up leaving the Chargers back in the day. So I feel like it's really – I'm not sure if Dak is going to come back in Dallas. I know everyone's saying all the right things, but it's it's not really looking too good for that in the future. So I definitely think this is the year if they're going to do it. Um, they had a little bit of extra money in, in terms of the salary cap and in, to sign a guy like um, Everson Griffin recently. Um, so yeah, I think this is, this is it. I think this is a big year. I've been on this podcast before and pretty much every time I come on here, I just tell you that they're going to go eight and eight, seven and nine, whatever it's going to be. I think this is the best Cowboys team that, um, I've talked about on this podcast and the best that they've probably been in, um, since 2014, the Des caught it year. This is probably the best team since then. So I'm actually quite excited for this season. Um, assuming it's going to happen. Week one, you think is not going to happen, or, you, or you're worried about? No, I, I, I mean, I, I think week one will happen, Akiva. I just think there's a chance that maybe we get to, I don't know, week six, week seven, uh, and they got to pull the plug just because things are just so chaotic. Um, I'm trying to stay positive. I feel like the fact that you know the other leagues are going, Major League Baseball is still going despite the uh, Miami Marlins fiasco um and all those th that outbreak there I, I feel like it, if there's any league that cares about its players the least it's the nfl so i, I do feel like there's it, there's a good chance it's going to happen but i'm still still uneasy you just don't know with what, what's been going on in the world yeah in turn okay so that pretty quietly almost threw for five thousand yards last year yeah and and now he, now you're adding in my opinion the best rookie receiver in the draft See, you know i, I yeah, I mean, this offense has like pretty, you know, like epic potential. This is this could be this could be you know the best Dallas offense since 1991, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's it's looking really good. I mean, Michael Gallup too is a guy that I don't think people talk a lot about, but he had a really really strong season a year ago. Amari Cooper is inconsistent, but when he's on his game, I mean, him and Dak do have really good chemistry. And then yeah, C.D. Lamb. I mean, he was fantastic at Oklahoma. I was shocked that he fell to the Cowboys. I was even more shocked that they took him. I just thought they would mess up that pick. But um, their passing game is fantastic. I mean, they still have a strong offensive line. Losing Travis Frederick really hurts. Um, Tyron Smith is aging. Zach Martin is, isn't getting any younger. But um, I, if, they, if Joe Looney can hold things down at center and Connor Williams can hold things together at left guard, I do feel good about – their offensive line and they really aren't going to have any holes offensively. So uh, Zeke isn't going to have to, you know, carry the load as much as before. I really do think the passing game is going to be the strength this year with those three receivers that they have. And Blake Jarwin's not bad at tight end either. I mean, he's not a stud, but um, I think he's, 
he can he can do some damage as well if given an opportunity. Yeah, I mean, it's weird to say this, but because Dak has only had elite, elite offensive lines, but this this is probably the weakest offensive line they've had, even though it might still be a top five line. One of the one of the reasons for Dak's skepticism is, I think, like what would happen if you switched his line and Sam Darnold's offensive line. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, and you there there was a few years ago. I think it was twenty seventeen that game against the Falcons where uh, Tyron Smith was out. He just got I think he got sacked like six times in that game. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. a ghost. It was just really really bad. So yeah, I mean, there's there's certainly those people out there who feel that way about Dak Prescott. Um, personally, I, I don't feel that way. I, I'm a believer. I feel like he should be paid. Uh, he should have been paid. You know, last year he should have been paid this year. Um, but the Joneses are just wanting to play hardball with him. But um, yeah, the offensive line is, it's, it's definitely, like you said, it is weird to say, but probably the weakest that he's had. We'll see how he does with it. But um, the Cowboys, you know, they, they drafted this guy out of Wisconsin, I believe it was in the fourth round, Tyler Biotish, who was yeah. supposed to be like a top 60 pick. He got hurt last year. So he really fell. Um, but I think he could sneakily slide in there at center if Joe Looney isn't up, up to the task, but Looney did fine a few when Frederick was out um, in, in 2018. So I, I'm, I'm feeling okay about the line. It's honestly, I, I keep it for me. I think it's the defense is, is the biggest question. The offensive, I'm not really worried about at all. I think they're going to be able to score 30 points a game. No problem. Especially since they kept Kellen Moore, they didn't really change too much offensively in terms of verbiage and things like that. But um, yeah, it, it's the defense and, and the injuries that it's really going to come down to, I think for this team this year. I mean, I, it is the Jones' style, the sc- Stars and Scrubs style, right? You went a little bit against that. You have a legitimate backup quarterback, at least in Andy Dalton, which is a good decision. Uh, by the way, my wife uh, just decided to leave the house when my son wasn't asleep. Uh, it is uh, 10 <laughs> o'clock at night. <laughs> All right, so you talked, we were talking about keeping up with the Joneses also, in addition to Stars and Scrubs. Byron Jones, gone. I do think yes. the secondary here is, is just a massive question mark. It is. It absolutely is. And I think the Cowboys plan was they thought, okay, we're going to sign all of these D linemen. We're going to try to have a crazy good pass rush. And then we're not going to have to worry about the secondary too much. Uh, Gerald McCoy is just, I mean, I don't know if he's really the answer. They signed him and Dontari Poe in addition to Everson Griffin. Um, McCoy is now out for the season. He just got hurt the other day. Um, so the, their defensive line is, it, it's not going to be a, a huge strength necessarily. I guess the hope would be that uh, Neville Gallimore, who they drafted this year, or Tristan Hill, who they drafted in uh, 2019, that he could step up and make a difference. But yeah, the defensive line, I don't know. We'll see how Everson Griffin does. A lot of people are really excited about him. Um, and Demarcus Lawrence, it's a, it's a decent pairing on, on as for your edge rushers, but the corners, if we're looking at right now, you know, Chidobia Wuzier definitely, I don't think gets a ton of respect. I th- still think he's a, he's a decent corner. I don't think he's Byron Jones. Jordan Lewis is another guy who's going to probably be your nickelback. Are you probably. against Jordans who spell their name with a U? <laughs> I, I have no, I have nothing against Jordans who spell their name differently. I'm cool with Jordan Lewis. I, I actually really like him. I think he's their best corner personally. Uh, and then you got Anthony Brown. It's a bunch of guys who are just, you know, they seem to be mediocre. The hope is that uh, Chidobia Ouzier, Jordan Lewis can step up and really take the, that next leap this year. It's unclear if that's really going to happen. They drafted Trayvon Diggs in the second round who um, has gotten comparisons to Aqib Talib, but 
he used to play wide receiver, so he's a little bit raw. I don't think that's realistic that they can really rely on him this year um, to make a big difference. So it's, yeah, it's, they could definitely get uh, exposed when going against really good passing offenses. So it's going to be interesting. I think if for the betters out there, I would lean towards the over in most Cowboys games this year, because especially if going against, uh, you know, teams with a really good passing game. Fortunately for them, if you look at their division, I'm not, you know, does, do the Eagles receivers scare you? Not really. They got Jalen Rager, but other than that, nobody really scares me for the Eagles. The Giants, same thing. And, and the Redskins, you got Terry McLaurin is really good, but do we really trust Dwayne Haskins? I don't. So, um, yeah, I, I think, uh, or maybe Alex Smith. I mean, he came back. We'll see what happens there. But, but I'm um, an Alex Smith truther. I don't think he's ever stepping on the field. I don't think for one second. Yeah, Smith. yeah. I, I love love the Alex Smith story. But, yeah, just I, I don't think that's going to happen. So, so we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see. It'll be interesting when they play. I, I don't know if they play uh, Kansas City this year, but I do think they have some matchups with some some pretty good teams. So, um, I have, I don't have the schedule in front of me right now, but, um, come playoff time, it, it'll be interesting to see if they can outscore teams. Cause that's, that's really what it's going to have to come down to. I think in, in some of these matchups with that secondary. It is weird. I think this is the, is this the oldest team in the league? It feels like it's the oldest team in the league. Uh, they, it feels, it is a little bit, it's pretty old. I mean, they do have some, like, it, it, it's interesting. You've got your Sean Lees and you've got your. Dontari Pose and well, Gerald McCoy, who's now out, but Everson Griffin, yeah, some older guys there. Like their secondary isn't that old, and then the receivers are pretty young. So, but then the yeah, I don't know. It's it's I would say probably not, I wouldn't I don't know if it's the oldest team, but definitely on the older side of the NFL when considering how short short some of these careers are for these guys. Right. Yeah. Right. I think Ty- Tyron Smith is his 10th year as a Cowboy. Sean Lee, it's his 11th year. There's a, there's a lot of guys who just, you know, even, even people like Zach Martin, Lyle Collins at this point are, are in year oh, five, yeah. six, seven. Like it just feels like these guys have been around forever. They have done a good job of signing their players. Uh, you know, that all maybe goes away if, if they don't ultimately sign, resign Dak, but they've really kept basically almost everybody around, you know, they, they, at least offensively, you know, Byron went, but. Yeah, they, uh, I, they, I was impressed. I thought for sure they would lose Cooper. I, I'm glad they were able to hang on to him. Although, um, you know, now that CeeDee Lamb is in town, I feel like he's going to eventually become their number one. But uh, I completely agree with you. I've been impressed with the Joneses in that sense. It's just that the Dak thing is just a huge, huge eyesore. And just, uh, I mean, kind of embarrassing, really, that they just haven't taken care of him at this point. Like, I, I, if I was Dak, I would be extremely angry and upset. But I, I hope he balls out this year and gets a huge payday beca- at the end of it because he really deserves it at this point. Um, well, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Uh, so, the, so the trio of Amare and Gallup and now C.D. Lamb, who's really the guy I wanted for the Jets, honestly, over Mekhi Becton even. Um, would you trade another receiving group, whether it's, you know, an amazing duo or three guys, uh, would you trade your group for any other group in the league? I could give you, you know, Godwin Evans Um, and, and whomever, uh, you know, Ridley with Julio and whomever, is there an, is there a group you would trade? Yeah. I mean, that, that's, I, I think it's, would be really hard to say no to, Godwin and Evans. I mean, those two are just incredible. And then same with Julio and Ridley. I mean, Julio is on the back nine of his career, but Ridley, I, I'm a big fan of Calvin Ridley. Doesn't the measurables really aren't there, but just in terms of his route running, 
um, and, and ability to separate. I mean, just love what he can do. So probably those two I would. And then just with the Chiefs as well, I'm huge on Nicole Hardman. I really, really like Nicole Hardman a lot. And Tyreek Hill is just unfair um, to have. And then Sammy Watkins, I mean, yeah, he's, he's not what he was supposed to be. He's never really lived up to the hype. He's had some flashes in Buffalo, but he's fine as a number three guy as well. So I probably would take those Chiefs receivers as well, just because I'm so high on – um, on Nicole Hardman, but other than those three groups, um, I think I'm taking these Cowboys, this trio and, and maybe, you know, we'll see, we'll see how CD lamb looks early on in the season. Maybe I'll take back what I, what I just said, because if he can become what people, some people were projecting him to be in the draft, then this Cowboys trio of receivers is going to be incredibly difficult to stop. I mean, um, you've got three guys who do different things, who excel at all different areas of the field. Um, it's going to be really fun to watch. And I, I'm, this is pro I mean, I would be more excited if there was a preseason and if there was more hype and there was, you know, the world wasn't such a, a bleak situation, but, uh, this is one of the, this is probably the most excited to, or I guess, uh, I'm, this is most I'm I'm curious to see how it's going to play out. I'll, I'll put it that way. I I'm most years. I feel like I know how it's going to go this year. I don't know. And I'm excited to see if they can put it together in year one, or if it's going to take another year to build that chemistry because the potential is really through the roof for these guys. Yeah, no. And it's a good point. Also like the third cornerback for, you know, teams, some teams don't even, you know, have a good second cornerback is going to be charged with, you know, covering Gallup all game or, or covering a rookie like lamb all game. There's going to be some ugly mismatches for sure. Yeah. I mean, really like, and, and I did find the Cowboys schedule. I mean, I'm just looking at who they have this year. They've got, they start with the Rams. They play the Falcons, Seattle, Cleveland, the Giants, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, then they've got Washington, Philly, Pittsburgh, a bye, Minnesota, Washington again, Baltimore, Cincinnati, San Francisco, Philly, and then the Giants in week 17. And that's assuming the schedule stays the same, but um, of those teams, like who can really stop them, I would say, is Pittsburgh, Baltimore, uh, San Francisco, potentially. But other than that, like, there's no real defenses that scare me. I, I think the Cowboys can outscore all of those teams. Um, and then really, in terms of the uh, secondary, like Baltimore and Pittsburgh, for sure. But uh, even San Francisco, I don't think they can really keep up with those three. So it, it's, it's going to be fascinating to see how things go and, and if they're going to be able to expose teams that way. Um, yeah, I wanted, I wanted to play a little game called the roster game. Have you ever played the roster game with me, Jordan? Uh, we did, I think like the first or second time we did this podcast and we were talking about Lucky Whitehead, I remember. Oh, that's a good one. Like, didn't, isn't yeah. Lucky Whitehead like probably in jail right now or something, if I remember correctly? Um, I thought he got arrested once, but I don't know if he's in jail. I feel like it was, was it a misdemeanor? I'm not sure where, where Lucky Whitehead is now. Oh, he's he's in the CFL now. He's he's in Canada for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Oh, Lucky, so he's got Lucky the season Whitehead. off. He's he's got the season off. Maybe yeah, maybe it's unlucky Whitehead. I feel like anybody named Lucky is is probably uh, pretty eternally unlucky. I would agree. <laughs> um, actually, before I before I do the roster game, here's a blast from the past on your roster. What's the deal with Alden Smith? I haven't heard anything about him uh, this summer. Yeah, I, you know what? It's funny. There hasn't been – there was all this hype when they signed him. And I was like, oh, he was so good when he was last in the league and he did all this stuff. I mean, 
the guy is like been out of football for five years, I believe. Like it's been a long time. I haven't heard really anything out of camp. I mean, there's been less stuff um, coming out of training camps at this point because of, you know, the, the restrictions. Um, but uh, yeah, so I actually haven't really heard anything about Alden Smith. I, I don't know what, what the deal is. I think it would be great if he could, you know, make this incredible comeback. But um, personally, I'm not expecting anything out of Alton Smith. If he got one sack this year, Akiva, that would be a huge win as far as mm -hmm. I'm concerned. Wow. Um, I, I, don't, I don't expect him to do anything. Uh, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, you know, he's been – I mean, I saw Jake Glazer was hyping him up and saying that he was training. Like, I think Jake Glazer's gym or himself was training him or something. So – so I don't know. I mean, there's, there's been some hype around him. I, I'm, I, I'm more of a, I'll believe it when I see it type of guy. I'm usually pretty skeptical, but I mean, Hey, if he can be 50% or 75% of what he was before, I mean, that'll, that'll come in handy throughout the season from time to time. But I don't know if that's a guy that you can really rely on. All right. So here is a pick and are actually between one and a hundred for the roster game. Okay. Let's go with, 73 73 okay who is joe jackson jordan joe jackson uh joe jackson i actually don't really know much about that's joe fine jackson. people are again he's the roster a, game is usually hard so yeah no be he's, a uh so joe jackson so he is a backup edge rusher for the cowboys mm -hmm. uh i don't really know if he's going to contribute this year they drafted bradley and i uh, I believe in the fifth round. And he's a guy that the Cowboys were really high on coming out of the draft. So I would not be surprised if he leapfrogs Joe Jackson on the depth chart. I don't know if Joe Jackson's going to make this team, especially with someone like Alden Smith being on the roster and having all this hype surrounding him. You also have, I mean, the Cowboys have a bunch of backup level edge rushers. So I, mm -hmm. I don't know if Joe Jackson is a guy that's going to end up making the final roster, but um, maybe I'm wrong, but I, yeah, I do not know much about Joe Jackson. Yeah, Joe, yeah, he, he was a uh, fifth round pick last year, but everything else you said is, is, is definitely correct. It's funny, you know, last year, fifth round pick, you were almost certainly going to make the team as long as you like try every day in training camp and don't look abysmal. Now this year it's like, oh, we drafted Bradley and I in the fifth round. These are, you know what I mean? Like you're He's our new guy. immediately yeah. replaced and the, you know, everybody yeah. like a shiny new object in the NFL. Must be rough yeah. to like devote your whole life to playing football. And then it's like, nah, okay, we got a year with you and uh, we, we like what we see, but you know, we could probably do better in a lot of Yeah, it is, it is a brutal league, Akiva. It really is. Like you put in all That's why I didn't go pro, be... honestly. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, all right, let's do, you know, let's do uh, go through the Cowboys schedule because I'm curious to see really where you have them on there. And this new sort of seven teams make the playoff thing. Maybe, you know, we could get two NFC East teams into the playoffs as miraculous as, as that would be. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm curious, you know, where you would, where you would have them. Uh, just looking at the NFC East quarterbacks for a second, can you rank the four NFC East QBs for me? Okay, uh, I'm going to go <laughs> so so much debate, uh, but I'm going to go Dak, number one. Uh, I will go Carson Wentz, number two. Uh, I will go Daniel Jones, number three. And I will go Dwayne Haskins, number four. Yeah, I don't think that was so hard. I'm having guys, people do it. But, I, I, you know, I, I, in theory, if you're a huge Wentz fan, you could maybe put Wentz 
you know. Yeah, I mean, you could certainly, but. you could certainly make an argument for Wentz, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm biased. I've got, I've got to go with Dak. No, I think Dak was amazing last year. Let's not, yeah. let's not, you know, lose sight of that. Dak was so good. He was. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have not, I have not gotten into fantasy at all yet. You know, I've been arguing. I'm at the stage where you're arguing about draft dates and times, but I have not gotten to look at uh, rankings and things like that. But I, Dak is gonna is gonna be an absolute monster in fantasy. Like he's, you know, I, oh, I, yeah. I have he's, to imagine he's going extremely high in in draft. He, he, yeah, he's so really. There's a top tier of Mahomes and, and Lamar. They go. They're they're the first two to go, and then after you know that next tier is for most people is from what I can see, and I haven't done any drafts yet this year either, Akiva, but from what I can tell, it's Dak, uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, Kyler Murray, and Russell Wilson. That's kind of the next group of guys. So you can kind of order them in any way you want. But I've seen a lot, a lot of people have Dak at three, some have, you know, five or six, but I think he'll be a top five QB, especially with, um, you know, the game scripts potentially being very high scoring for Dallas and them needing to throw a lot. Um. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I am very excited to do, to do the deep dive. Also, I'm usually like going around the the world or at least America in the summer. And every time I pass a Hudson News, I'll buy a fantasy magazine um, or, you know, or even a, a regular. There was this great one. I don't think it's Athlon. I forget. Lindy's, had, which is a magazine. One of these like $8.99, you know, football preview magazine. Yep. But they have a comment on every single player. It's great. Oh, wow. That's awesome. But I have no access to it uh, this year. Because uh, I'm, you know, not going to be. I'm, I don't know. The mail's not coming here. I don't know. Right. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I have no access to any. <laughs> I was like, I was going to get Football Outsiders, and it was. First of all, they raised it from like twenty four dollars to like fifty dollars this year, which is kind of crazy. But also, it's I like, all right, that. fine. It's like, you know, I need it. It's a write off, an expense for the podcast. I'll charge it to Chester. Nope. It's uh, <laughs> it, they like they wouldn't even ship it here. Shipping was like really? forty dollars, and even when you clicked it, it was like, no, we're not doing it. So wow. I, I've had to do I've had to do research with like, uh, you know, a pen and paper almost. It's I, I'm I'm back in the olden days. Wow, wow, yeah, no kidding, man, that's crazy. All right, so let's quickly rip through the Cowboys schedule and let's see where you have them. I don't know what their what their win total is. Do you do you know they're over under Chester? Uh, I believe it's nine and a half this year. That makes sense. I was going to guess either nine or nine and a half. It certainly couldn't be lower, and ten is an absurd number. Yeah. for them um so yeah let's see if you have them going over if covering that nine and a half they start on sunday night football uh in la it was supposed to be you know the and i guess it still will be right the big debut of of the rams yes. new stadium but it'll be a very sad debut probably with i think i mean have they said officially no one's going to be there california's been very strict with public events like yeah california is pretty strict i i don't think uh there will be anybody in sofi in that first game but maybe i'm wrong we'll see but uh no i i would expect no fans and who would, would you expect to win i mean again uh road games matter a little bit less this year with the fans you still are they do sometimes they, they do yeah i'm in this game i mean normally i would say no give me give me the rams but um, give me the Cowboys in this game. I, I think they're going to start off strong. I think they're going to win this, this game against the Rams. I am not a Rams believer at all. Um, I, I, I'm curious to see if McVay can turn things around after last year's um, just disaster. Um, so give me the Cowboys in week one. All right. Want to know. That's exciting. Uh, that, that would be exciting. Right, that, yeah. Uh, so they host Atlanta the next week. 
give me the Cowboys in that game as well. Atlanta's uh, defense is non-existent. So I, right. I would take Atlanta. They go to Seattle. Or I Cowboys. Or ca- Cowboys. I, so yeah, to yeah, Seattle. So, yeah. To Seattle. I imagine that's going the whole country is going to be seeing that game. 425. You'll, you'll have Tony Romo in attendance. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. It's a Fox uh, game. Sorry. No Romo. You'll have, you'll oh, have uh, no Romo, Buck and Aikman. No Romo. Oh, that's sad. That's okay. We'll still enjoy the game. Give me the Seahawks in this game. I think, I think Seattle will win that one. They, they usually have the Cowboys number. Okay, two and one. Uh, the Browns, we haven't talked about the Browns yet on this podcast. We have not done the Browns episode. Uh, I don't really know what to think. I think they're a very high variance team, like maybe Baker busts out a little bit. There is definitely a lot of talent there. What do you think about the Browns and, and if Dallas is going to beat them October 4th? Yeah, it's going to I think the Browns are really going to, with Stefanski uh, as their head coach, I think they're really going to lean on the running game with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt um, and then their defense, try to not focus on passing as much to try to kind of grind the Cowboys down. So I could see, I think this will be a close game. I could see the Browns having a huge year, but give me Dallas in this game. All right. I didn't realize they have a, they have one of those, you know, natural three game homestands where they're not going to have to leave Texas from September 27th until basically for a month until, until they play Washington. They're, they're home for three straight games. So the giants and then the Cardinals on Monday night football, do you have them winning both those? I have them winning both those. (laughs)